I'm Melody. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Maddie. And we are the, the Spooky, Spooky Sisters. Sisters. Nailed it. Good night. I mean, hello, spooky siblings. <laughs> Good evening. <sighs> Melody, Bonnie on the pod tonight and every night. What's happening? Ooh, there it is. I just got my lashes. <laughs> Bonnie got her eyelash out of her eye. Yes. Praise me. What's going on? <laughs> uh, nothing. You know, just uh, made some chocolate, uh, hot chocolate bombs tonight for the children. They turned out all right. I, I want to make note that we haven't had a recording in three, four weeks. And Bonnie's biggest news is that she made chocolate balls. Shush it. So Melody. Yes. Anything more redeeming than making balls of chocolate? Yeah. I got a car. Remember? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We keep forgetting. I wrecked a car and I got a car. Wrecked yourself. And then I checked myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Praise be. (laughs) I got a new couch today. Oh, blessed. Blessed. I mean, things are happening on the chocolate balls. Nice. Bonnie, what color is the couch? Gray. Oh, it's not chocolate? No. Nice. It's so funny because when we were looking at it, they said you either get a brown or a gray one. And Sean was looking at it. He's like, so answer me this. What color is this? And the guy's all, gray. Oh, that's gray, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he was like expecting something gray, like a different gray color. Like, oh, my word. Um, ash or something like that. But the guy's all, Gray. <laughs> it's well, that's gray, because moron. mom and dad's couches, they can't decide if they're brown or green. green. Oh yeah. That's like one of those dresser sneaker things. Like what yep. color, what color is the dress? Is it gold or pink? Is our parents' couch. Mint or blue? My new car is gray and mom thinks it's blue. Great. Oh, gosh. We're going to post pictures yes. <laughs> on our Instagram. The spooky sisters ghost mode. So chocolate balls in a car. Uh, we had an awesome Thanksgiving COVID is not awesome. And I had my first Thanksgiving without my family and, uh, we weren't sure if I had COVID and wanted to keep everybody safe. I tested negative. So we are able to meet tonight and do the podcast, but we Mel had Thanksgiving together. Mm -hmm. You guys also didn't have COVID symptoms though. So it was good though. we wanted to make sure everybody's safe, but no, it was a good Thanksgiving. Colby made the Turkey pretty good. We only had, we didn't have any herbs. The store was all friggin' out because anyway, we decided to do turkey last minute. Turkey. Anyway, it was good. It was a good Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? I wasn't there. Good. It was good. I made a cameo to get the apple pie and the jello, which <laughs> I ate. And, uh, I'm sure that was the best part of your night. Maybe. The potatoes. <laughs> the potatoes were. See if you're awake. Oh, the potatoes were. Let's hear more about that. They were delish. Who made the they potatoes? Maddie made. Oh, These darn it. Potatoes are so. Mm. Maddie made mashed potatoes. Cream Those cheese and butter. Potatoes were good though. Two mm-hmm. sticks of butter. I've never eaten them before. Awesome. Last year was my first year, and she's gonna make them for me every year. Yeah, they're, they're delicious. Mm-hmm. Double butter. I made a lot of rolls. Oh yeah, you did. I made creamy Jello. Sean did, and I bought a lot of pies. You sure did. I bought a lemon meringue Marie calendar, and it was not good. Are you kidding? Yeah, I would never go back on those. I love those. No, it tasted so so weird. Even Colby. Mm. Must have been your guys' COVID. Must have been. We didn't have COVID. Anyway, tonight we are to. We hope that you guys all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We hope that you have a wonderful Christmas coming up and that everybody gets to celebrate regardless of the effects of 2020 and the compounded effects of COVID. <laughs> we hope that everybody gets to see their loved ones. Um, so happy Thanksgiving. 
Merry December. Tomorrow's my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, birthday. Maddie. Oh, thank you. Kaylee Garcia got that. Of course she would. I saw her today driving in our hood. Really? Shout out to Kaylee. We like Kaylee. I do like her. She's funny. She's super funny. Uh, Sorry, those are jingle bells in the back, and it's my dog. And my daughter. There is very Mary. Yes, tonight on the podcast, we are talking skinwalkers. Ladies, what are your take on skinwalkers? When you first heard the word skinwalker, what do you think it was? Zombie. Zombie. Okay. Um, I don't truly know. You're that's a funny word. <laughs> that's a funny speaking sound. <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't know what you're talking about. You're I like, thought of the X Files episode, the Jersey Devil. I think is what it was. And the guy's skin slothed off, and he could look like anyone. And that's what oh, I thought I of, which is one. kind of true. That's kind of what it is. So um, in the Navajo language, it's called Yi Navdulshi. And I tried really hard. Oh, good. To, you pronounced that. I didn't want to. <laughs> I, I tried really hard to make sure that was phonetically correct. Um, we were to have my friend Audra on the show tonight, and unfortunately, she wasn't able to make it. So I'm going to do my best with the information that she's given me. But the Navajo language, it's called, it's two words, Yi Nal. Nald Lushi, N A A L D L O O S H I I. That's all one word. Naldulshi translates to mean by means of it, it goes on all fours. While perhaps the most common variety of skinwalker seen in horror fiction by non Navajo people, the Yi Naldulshi is one of several varieties of skinwalkers in Navajo culture. Specifically, they are a type of anti- antigen. Ant gin, the gin, anti gin. There we go. The legend of the skinwalkers is not well understood outside of Navajo culture, mostly due to reluctance to discuss this subject with outsiders. And I've noticed that on all of the like ghost adventures and ghost films, anytime they go to reservations or near them, the Navajo people are very like reluctant to even talk about it mm-hmm. because like talking about it is one of the, we're going to talk about this later. We're going to do a little Q and a of skinwalkers like talking about them attracts them. Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel like that's the same way with ghosts and all evil in general? I, yes. I feel it. Honestly, like I feel like if you bring it up and if you discuss their background or whatever about them, which is what we're doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then they feel free. Like, Hey, you know what? If they're going to talk about me, you think it's an invitation. Yeah, I do. I How like strong of an invitation do you think it is? Mel? I just believe that 100%. Yeah. Level 10? Level yeah. four. 10. 10. Okay. I think it gives them power. Oh, I think you might give them some, but I don't think it gives them all. That's where I'm, I'm going to be. I'm going to be a five on that. But uh, let's see. So outside of Navajo culture, like I said, mostly due to reluctance to discuss the subject with outsiders. Not a lot of people know about them, but Navajo people, um, they're reluctant to reveal skinwalker lore to non-Navajos or to discuss it at all among those they do not trust. So it's valuable information. I would say it's dangerous information. So what happens when Rowling pulls this in is we, this is like a little saying, is we as native people are now opened up to a barrage of questions about these beliefs and traditions. But these things 
but these are not things that need or should be discussed by outsiders, excuse me, at all. I'm sorry if that seems unfair, but that's how our culture survives. So like, that's why they don't talk about it because it like ruins it. Like you said, it'll bleed into their culture. Why is it a secret? Because they don't want other people to be harmed? Possibly. They don't want stories starting. Look I at, look at just Walking said. Dead at, um, about zombies. It's rumors. And then people just make up all these stories. Why would that harm them? Because, it's because their, it's, it's not the truth. Tradition. Yeah, it's not their truth. It's their truth being tormented and twisted into something that is a myth or fable to some people, taken lightly by some people when it's not taken lightly by them. So we're taking it pretty lightly right now, discussing it, don't you think? Yes. I, so as long as like we're not like really getting into it too much, then I feel like we're okay. As long like if we're just you know telling what we if we find a story, if we're just kind of discussing it, then I think we're okay. But if we're getting more into it, like if we had a Ouija board or something like that, mm-hmm. then you're truly asking for it. Okay. So. I get. That. I feel better now. Uh, all right. So Navajo witches, which is essentially including skinwalkers, <laughs> represent the antithesis of Navajo cultural values. While community healers and cultural workers are known as medicine men and women, or by other positive nurturing terms in the local indigenous language, witches are seen as evil, performing twisted ceremonies and manipulating magic in a perversion of the good works medicine people traditionally perform. In order to practice their good works, traditional healers learn about both good and evil magic. Most can handle the responsibility, but some people can become corrupt and choose to become witches. So here's the legend portion. Animals associated with witchcraft usually include tricksters such as the coyote. However, it may include other creatures, usually those associated with death or bad omens, like the crow and things like that. They might also possess living animals or people and walk around in their bodies by locking eyes with them. So see, the X-Files was right. Skinwalkers may be male or female. Uh, Skinwalker stories told among Navajo children may be complete life and death struggles that end in either Skinwalker or Navajo killing the other, or partial encounter stories that end in stalemate. Encounter stories may be composed as Navajo victory stories, with the Skinwalkers approaching a Hogan and being scared away. Now, Hogan's like a member of their tribe. So let's see. Non-native interpretations of skinwalker stories typically take the form of partial encounter stories on the road where the protagonist is temporarily vulnerable, but then escape from the skinwalker in a way non-traditionally seen in Navajo stories that take place away from home. So like you said, they turn it into what they want. It's Hollywood, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so let's see. Some sometimes Navajo children take European folk stories and substitute skinwalkers for generic killers like the hook. I'm not sure what that is. So essentially, a skinwalker is an it's a it's a Navajo witch. Mm-hmm. But some people can become skinwalkers. And we'll discuss that. It takes a huge, huge there's a huge ingredient there. Okay, so now that we know that a skinwalker is a Navajo witch um, and that it kind of is half animal, half person, and that it can actually possess somebody else by locking eyes with them, that they're murderous, um, absolutely evil, and they want to curse. They, they seek revenge. Revenge is their, is their jig. Like they want revenge and uh, they're awful. So now that we know a little bit about what a skinwalker is, Melody's going to give us 
a firsthand story of a little boy and his dad. All right. On Native American reservations, there are often no houses for miles and police officers can take hours to respond to calls. These circumstances make evil acts a likely occurrence. Three NAU students discussed the terrifying experiences they had on the Navajo reservation. Sophomore Edwin Mata called recalled a story that makes him hesitant to drive at night on the reservation as a child mata was riding with his father at night on a back road to get to window rock arizona mata and his dad were talking casually when his dad glanced at mata and started to speed up mata was confused and asked his dad what he saw my dad told me not to look out the window and not to look into its eyes mata sighed i wanted to listen but i had to see what made him so scared mata did not take the warning and looked out the passenger window at first he saw nothing then he looked into the side mirror and saw two glowing red eyes following their truck he continued to stare he noticed the eyes were getting closer to the truck until they came around the right side and eventually disappeared his dad was still driving fast trying to get home quickly moments later a creature ran out in front of the truck mata's dad swerved out of the way in an attempt to not hit it hit it and nearly drove off the road he regained control of the truck and tried to drive faster mata said the creature looked like a coyote but was larger and looked deformed its gray fur was dirty and matted mata said the scariest part was that it was wearing clothes it wore blue jeans and a black t-shirt that was torn and faded when they got home they quickly ran inside and locked all the doors they never spoke about what they saw but mata said he will never forget the image of the creature so it was keeping up with them while they were driving fast. Yeah, and to me that sounds like the werewolf from um I can't think of anything right now. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf? Michael J. Fox? Yeah, that's what I think of when they said like he's wearing sneakers and pants and I automatically thought of the beast from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> he transforms. <laughs> but I mean he was wearing And this was in Arizona? Yeah, and it so it was wearing blue jeans and a black shirt that was torn and faded. So it was like a person changed into a so it's beast. Like a, it's like a wolf, like a werewolf, like on um, Monster Squad. Yeah, like any movie where the person's going to turn into a werewolf. Yeah, huh. weird, so huh? That, that's the form they take is more of like a a werewolf look, right? That's what this one because then they have the claws and everything. If they the can, red eyes. Yeah. I've also heard yellow eyes. Yeah, I've, I've seen yellow and, well, I haven't seen red, or they have red, orange, and yellow. So it's like this. Bonnie's secretly seen skinwalkers. You guys just don't know anything about me. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> okay. Um, you don't know where I go at night. So <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Our friend Audra had sent us a story that was from one of her cousins that I'm just going to read. No preface. It's a, it's a great story. So it start, It begins. To help understand skinwalkers and explain a little more, this is the story I heard about them to show they are people like you and me. After Father Sky created everything, he began to wonder who should have the power of medicine and the knowledge of powerful healing chants. Looking at every animal, he noticed they began to argue and fight on who should have the powers. With each animal giving their own reason, and with each reason, Father Sky saw their flaw, but Coyote soon approached Father Sky and gave his reason on why he should be taught the chance. Father, tell me the chance, so I can teach the humans, he spoke. 
for the humans are a weak being. <laughs> Screw you, coyote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but faithful to you on the earth. They won't be greedy with their gift like us animals. Father Sky thought about Coyote's words, agreeing with him. Coyote was taught everything about healing and medicines. But with the good, he also learned the bad, since one couldn't exist without the other. Taking his knowledge, Coyote went to a nearby village. Finding a small group of brothers, he kept his promise with Father Sky and showed them. Finding a small group of brothers, he kept his promise with Father Sky and showed them everything he knew, both the good and the bad, making them swear to never use the dark chance. He left them. Time went by and the brothers were loved and respected, not just from their village, but from everyone they knew and helped. But one brother slowly became corrupted by the evil. Since he knew that they were unstoppable, at first he would only scare people and take what he wanted. Soon he began to hurt people for enjoyment. After years of hurting and killing people, the first skinwalker was stopped by his brothers. As punishment, he was tied to a red anthill that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> left to die. But before the brothers left, the first skinwalker promised that more would rise when he was gone as he taught the others. Oh, he taught the others of the village. Okay. Now done with the background story. Here are some of my family stories with encounters with skinwalkers. Now I'm not, he says I'm not really good at storytelling, but he is. As I'm sure you noticed. But yeah, he's a good story. And all of these stories are not long, but short stories of encounters. Now, when my mother and aunts and uncles were young kids, with my grandparents being younger, they lived in a trail of somewhere near the outskirts of Farmington, New Mexico, Bonnie. Farmington, New freaking Mexico. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Where we spent literally Almost four like hours four of hours. our <laughs> warped time. We're driving 10 In a 50-mile city. We have the numbers right, but... <laughs> 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 it took forever. We couldn't get out of it. Dad's off. Let's go this way. I know. Oh, I know a shortcut. I'm a truck driver. <laughs> he does no shortcuts. He does a really But this good job. one was like, since it was off season, the cops were checking every single car for DUI. You had to stop well, every single car. Construction on every and construction on everywhere. And Dad couldn't have known that. No, Dad did not know that. <laughs> he knows the mile markers, but he doesn't know what they hold all the time. He's not a skinwalker. Okay. So that's, of course, where they were, farming to Mexico, and like to go to the bars a lot. Now, let's see. As a so-called security, and to make sure the kids wouldn't leave the house at night, my grandparents would padlock the front door from the outside. On one summer night, when the kids were sleeping in their room, they left a window in their parents' room open to create some airflow in the house. Sometime in the night, the kids woke up and they heard something shuffling around the house. Hmm. Waking up, they noticed a dark shadow figure running around and they began to chase it, thinking it was an intruder at first until it jumped out of the open window and was gone. No trace behind. That's funny that they chased it. I know. (laughs) Look, shadow figure. They're all dark shadow. Dibs. (laughs) I got this. Okay. From my dad's personal experience comes this story. When he was in his early 20s, he was hanging out with a friend and the friend's father on their farm. After drinking all day, whoa, the men passed out and woke up sometime at night. Sleeping outside under a gazebo they made, they noticed something looking at them from the crop fields. 
course, crop fields. The father had a gun with him mm-hmm, since he used it to protect his livestock from coyotes. So when they realized it was a man dressed in traditional paint markings, the father began to shoot at the man. Why not? <laughs> Why not? That guy's okay. While not close, the man wasn't too far away, but every shot missed the man. And he slowly walked back into the crop field, leaving the men scared. Dang. He's just like, hey. <laughs> and then like every shot up. missed him though. <gasps> yeah. Huh. How do you guys feel about that? That's weird. Skinwalker in the crop field looking like a native man with paint. I like it. Oh, why do they think it's a skinwalker? I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that story. Let's see. This is one from her friend. Uh, his story begins after being targeted by skinwalkers for a while. But the scariest night he had with them was the night they tried to break into his grandparents' house at night. As it goes, he woke up when he heard banging outside and his grandparents yelling and his siblings screaming. Getting up, he noticed what appeared to be two men running outside. Every now and then, they would run up to the windows and try to open them. Oh, that's scary before trying the doors again. After staying up all night, the men left before the sunrise. In the morning, they tried to have a normal day, but when they met their neighbors, they were asked about their new dogs they saw last night, which scared my friend since they saw men. Oh, so they saw men from inside the house and the neighbor saw dogs. dogs. Well, the neighbor saw dogs trying to get into the house. Yeah, so you're right, Bonnie, it is. It's like a werewolf. Yeah. They choose mostly werewolf or coyote because that's what they said, or trickster animals or animals that are bad omens. Mm-hmm. And uh, those were her her stories, her friend's stories. And that brings us to one of the questions that we specifically asked her to ask her family, which again, um, her family's all Navajos, they generation to generation with this information. But one of the questions I asked was, can someone become a skinwalker? Because I know that you know, those people learned magic, good and bad, and it corrupted some of them. And those are the ones that became skinwalker. And the answer that he sent was, um, he said that you can become one, but you have to literally sacrifice a loved one, like a loved one. Weird. You have to kill them to become a skinwalker. Hmm. And then I heard that after that, like they have to eat like every so often to like stay alive or else they literally oh, yeah. die. I mean, you have to. I mean, that's some twilight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, okay. So right now, Bonnie's going to talk to us a little bit about really the only thing that we could find on skinwalkers on the internet is Skinwalker Ranch. And now I know why. That's because Navajos are very reluctant to talk about it. So, so we're going to have Bonnie discuss what she found on Skinwalker Ranch, which is very close to our hometown. Yeah. So come to find out, I didn't know it was super close to us. I thought it was in Southern Utah, but anyway, it's in Northeastern Utah. So like around, it's in Uinta County, um, around like the Vernal area, which is not too far from us. So, um, let's see the, like Maddie was saying that, uh, the skinwalkers can take off, they can take on different forms. Um, they take on various forms across tribes, but most agree on what it looks like a deformed animalistic body, marred face and blazing orange red eyes. Um, but the picture that we put on our 
um, Instagram page. It just looks like they're wearing, it looks like a man, you know, like with werewolf hands and um, legs, but it just looks like he's wearing animal fur on top of him and he's got pointy teeth and everything. So my, my picture of him, it looks like a werewolf to me. No, right. like not a coyote at all. It looks more werewolf to me. Um, they have been believed that the humanoid figure has been transforming into a four-legged animal and terrorizing families in the American Southwest. Um, let's see, the rest of America got its first real taste of the Navajo legend in 1996 when there was an article titled The Frequent Flyers. The, st- the story chronicled a, Utah's fam- a Utah family's traumatizing experience with the purpose, uh, with a supposed creature that included cattle, mutilations, and disappearances, UFO sightings, and the appearance of crop circles. So this family, they ended up buying this ranch and they called it the Sherman Ranch. Um, Terry Sherman, the father of the family, was walking his dogs around the ranch late one night when he encountered a wolf. But this was no ordinary wolf. It was perhaps three times bigger than a normal one, had glowing red eyes, and stood unfazed by three close-range shots that Sherman blasted into its hide. Wow. So it didn't even phase this thing. And he just, he was up and gone. So the Sherman family weren't the only ones to be traumatized on the property. After they moved out, several new owners experienced early or eerily similar encounters with these creatures. And today the ranch has become the hub of a paranormal research, aptly renamed Skinwalker Ranch. So while paranormal investigators probe the property with novel inventions, um, they seek the history that is centuries old. And that is the legend of the Skinwalkers. So the legend, Maddie already went over that. Um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy what they do. So anyway, she was kind of talking about how you don't really want to talk about it too much because then it can affect you as well. So it's saying that the medicine man is then given mythical powers of evil that vary from tradition to, tra- to tradition to tradition. But the power of all traditions mentioned is the ability to turn into or possess an animal or person. Other traditions believe a man, woman, or child can become a skinwalker, as Maddie stated earlier. Um, let's see. They are reportedly near impossible to kill, except with a bullet or a knife dipped in white ash. Ooh, weird. I know. White ash. I know. What white ash, though? Uh, I guess, like, if you're burning... Where do you get white ash? I, I don't know. A white oak? So I watched the originals, which was a spinoff of the Vampire Diaries. The White Oak. And the White Oak Tree. Yeah, always and forever, a thousand years ago, Bonnie. Oh. Duh. I'm gonna watch that. Avi. Anyway, so... Hashtag Team Klaus. Um, let's see. It also goes on to talk about, there was um, another, in 1996, another couple of outsiders were introduced to the legend after a series of inexplicable events occurred at their new ranch. So it talks about Terry and Gwen Sherman when they observed um, UFO and varying sizes hovering over the property. Then seven other cows died or disappeared. One was, one was reportedly found with a hole cut into the center of his left eyeball. Yeah, they're like surgically. Another mutilated. had rectum carved out. Ew. The cattle of the Shermans um, did find they were dead and they were both surrounded by an odd chemical smell. 
One was found dead in a clump of trees. The branches above appeared to have been cut off. <sighs> One of the cows that vanished had left the tracks in the snow that suddenly stopped. So oh, he's that's asking, scary. If that's it's weird. snow, it's hard for a 1,200 or 1,400 pound animal to just walk <laughs> without leaving. And then he just like jumps. <laughs> or he just jumps away. Or to stop and walk backwards completely in their tracks as they're walking. He's all... <laughs> Uh, I changed my mind. <laughs> so he said, the tracks just disappeared. Like it was bizarre. How does um, that means it's super strong to be able to lift a cow into? Because one of the accounts that I had on the Sherman property, well, Terry and Gwen on the Skinwalker Ranch, was they were in like middle of crop circles because there are a lot of UFO stories, like hotbed UFO s- stories there, and they were they were like in the corn stalks and heard male voices mm-hmm. about 25 feet above yeah, them. I was just going to go that. Speaking a different language. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying to me because they couldn't see a spacecraft or anything. Whatever they were, camouflaged into the night sky and hovered above them just having a conversation. And his dogs Which went brings berserk me and they barked and ran back to the house. My, because I get a super evil vibe from skinwalkers, not really from aliens. I think they just are curious. Anytime I think of aliens, I just think of the signs from the one that Charlie Sheen did. Yeah. Peas out of his finger. Yeah. Well, aliens aren't here for revenge. Right. Like skinwalkers. Skinwalkers. They're curious for revenge and curses and they're mad. Right. One of the, one of the phrases from the Wikipedia was that they were anti antigen. Gin, the gin, you guys heard of the gin. Mm -hmm. That's another one that you're like, not supposed to talk about. Um, it's, a Middle Eastern, it's very, very old and it comes before shadow people. Like before our vernacular said shadow people, there was the jinn. And the jinn are people that like man was made from the earth and the jinn were made from fire and got angry with man because man got on a pedestal and we got the earth and God loves us. And they were like, they never got bodies. They were left as fire people, which they thought was really dumb because they're more powerful than us. Like, why aren't we exalted? Like, we should. So they're they hate humans, and I guess like you can call on them. I've never heard of them. Yeah, never it's, heard of it's the jinn, and it's terrifically dark. You're not supposed to talk a lot about them. Well, let's don't. So let's do a podcast on guys who wants to learn about the jinn. Tune in. I'm serious. We're gonna do that because there's so much information on it. Don't we all? It's terrifically. <laughs> so if you guys would like to let us know. Go to SpookySisters at gmail.com. Send us an email. (laughs) Let us know. So anyway, back to your story, Bonnie. So anyway, just more about the ranch. Um, They're just asking if skinwalkers are real. And it says the ranch is now fortified with barbed wire, private property signs, and armed guards. So they have, like they spent in 96, um, Robert Bigelow bought the ranch for $200,000. He established the National Institute for Discovery Science on the grounds and put put up substantial surveillance. Uh, the goal was to assess what exactly has been going on there. So to have people out there, armed guards, they know, they obviously know something's out there, but they, I wouldn't want to be an armed guard out there. I'm sorry. You well, if it doesn't, if it doesn't phase the creature, what's the point? It's like Bigfoot. But then it says on March 12th in 1997, Bigelow's employee, biochemist, Dr. Colm Keller, um, spotted a large humanoid figure perched in a tree. And I guess he has a book about it called Hunt for the Skinwalker. The creature was 20 feet off the ground and about 50 feet away. So it says a large creature that lay motionless, act almost casually in the tree, 
The only indication of the beast's presence was the penetrating yellow light of the unblinking eyes that stared fixedly back into the light. So, yeah, they're just... Scurry. Yeah. He calls it like uh, the signs of birds of prey. So they're just sitting there watching and waiting. But this one... This one. So this was only a few days after another unnerving incident. The ranch manager and his wife had just tagged a calf before their dog began acting strangely. They went back to investigate 45 minutes later and in the field in broad daylight found the calf and its body cavity empty. So most people, most people know if an 84 pound calf is killed, there was blood spread around it. It was as if all the blood had been removed in a very thorough way. So they go in they know how to kill. They know mm-hmm. how to mutilate. The it's strategic. Whatever, and they leave no blood. So three eyewitnesses saw a very large animal in a tree and also another large animal at the base of the tree. We had a videotape equipment, night vision equipment. We started hunting around the tree for the carcass and there was no evidence whatsoever. Ultimately, Bigelow and his research team experienced over 100 incidents on the property, but couldn't... Um, amass the kind of evidence that scientific publication would accept with um, credulity. Bigelow sold the ranch to a company called something holdings. I can read that. He sold it for 4.5 million in 2016. Dang. So he bought it for 200,000. So that's the profit that he just made. Anyway, um, the ranch is more sophisticated and secretive than ever. So... Yeah, people are making a lot of money on it because it gets a lot of traction for stories, mm-hmm. especially with the neighboring town who all say that they've been abducted or have seen UFOs. Yeah. Crop circles are a big thing. Other people have said that they've seen spacecraft the shape in the shape of a hot dog, like mm-hmm. hovering. Others have seen. You know what I mean? There was a girl from Lehigh that, like in the 1990s, said she was abducted, like she was gone. Hmm. She gone when she went to the UNS. Um. Okay, so I had our friend Audra ask her family a few specific questions. Um, So forgive me, I'm hopping around on a text message, getting those answers. So the first one that she asked was, can you get rid of skinwalkers? And he said, yes, you can get rid of them, but through like good and holy blessings. So visiting a medicine man. Mm -hmm. And I don't know the difference between a medicine man or bishop or anything like that. All I know is that if it's good and holy, I think it's good. Right. But like like you said about curses in the live video, like it's gotta be prayed away with absolute faith and actual authority. Yeah. Cause put a shield on you or something. Yeah. So that was the first one. And the second one was how do skinwalkers pick their targets? And he said, most of their targets are out of revenge. Like, and that goes back to when they want to be you in your skin, all they have to do is lock eyes. Creepy. So weird. They're all, I'll choose that one. (laughs) That one's hot. (laughs) Can someone become a skinwalker? I was told, yes, people can become skinwalkers, but at a great price since they have to sacrifice the thing closest to their heart. They have to sacrifice that part. How ironic is that? Like if I'm the devil, that's how I do it. You want, you want to be on my side? You want powers? You want to fly like a wolf? That's fly what, like an eagle? You want to run like a wolf? Okay, then what, what do you like most in this world? Well, my firstborn, give it to me. Mm. I'm going to take the one part of your heart that's the biggest 
and make it obsolete. Yeah. That's just creepy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like on the Avengers, the new one, the last one, I believe. I'm sorry if nobody's seen it, but everybody should have by now. Um, where, um, what's his name? That, I can't so, uh, Th- um, Thanos. Thanos. What he does to his daughter, Gamora. I know. Just He sacrificed her for a stone. How do you attract skinwalkers? Uh, he said, uh, whistling at night is one way to get their attention. <laughs> Melody, yeah. you're screwed. I know. <laughs> Bummer. I can't whistle. I can't. She does the inhale. Oh, sorry. It's probably annoying on the thing. So uh, also just talking about them is said to get their attention. Hmm. Yep. So we do this for you guys. <laughs> uh, how do you attract? Oh, I just said, so what are the warning signs that one is near you and or, cho- or chose you? As far as warning signs, they vary for each person. I heard they can mimic voices. They tap on windows at night. <laughs> tap, tap, tapping on my window. Sometimes people find weird looking objects around the house, which are cursed. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. But once they are done with you, they are gone. So, uh, until next time. <laughs> yeah. Once they're done with you, they're gone. Let's see. Can a skinwalker kill you or mess with you mentally and emotionally? And the answer is absolutely. They can do both. It just depends on how they feel. If they, cause I mean, they, they have dark magic. They did a really bad thing to get it. If they want you dead, you're dead. Otherwise you're just alive until they get bored or you get blessed. Yeah, you're, you're just a toy until they get bored, mm-hmm. essentially. So that's the information that I have. We'll probably be doing a part two if we can get Audra on the show. But any other like thoughts on skinwalkers? Mm-hmm. They creepy. Mm-hmm. They're terrifying, you guys. That's all. I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk to somebody. I want to talk to somebody that's like uh, uh, been affected by one or cursed by one. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't live to tell us. Nope. Because when they're done with you, what if you've they're met done. a skinwalker? Okay. Every time you say skinwalker, I just cannot get past walking dead. I don't know why, <laughs> but that's all I picture is zombie. What if you met a shapeshifter? And every time I hear shapeshifter, all I can think of is Maui. We hope that you guys enjoyed tonight's tale of the skinwalkers and our, uh, you know, information that we did have on them. Again, it's not all very well-known information because of the reluctancy of the Navajo tribe to share that. And I get it. They don't want the barrage of questions. They don't want anybody. Honestly, I bet they're protecting us is what I feel. And I don't blame them. I feel like they're protecting us. Whatever they provide. Praise be. No, before that, you said, I honestly, but they just, yeah, I, <laughs> no. I'm so tired. I don't even know I what know. you guys are talking okay, about. No, I, think, end it. Okay. I think the reason that they don't put a lot out there is because they are protecting us. And I feel like what we are able to research is bare minimum. And I find it's it to safe. be very respectful. I, I agree. I agree. I don't think that what we talked about was dangerous at all. I do think that I'm never going to Skinwalker Ranch, although my mm-hmm. father-in-law wants to go hunting up there with me. Hunting, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. He wants to find a What's Skinwalker. What's he going to hunt? I, I just feel like you need to respect him. Now that I know what I know about them, I don't ever want to see one with my eyeballs, ever. I especially don't want to lock eyes with me and then become me. Take your contacts out. <sighs> That'd be cool if contacts yeah, were like ever. Mm-hmm. vibranium contacts. That'd be so cool. 
So we hope that you guys enjoyed the show on the skinwalkers. We hope that you guys are scared and that you go to sleep with nightmares like we did because Mm -hmm. it's a great way. It's a great way to develop into a, an adult. Um, We hope that you no, seriously. We hope you guys have a good night. Tuck yourselves in, get some warm to drink, tell your littles some scary stories. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Isabel. Hashtag Isabel. Hashtag Isabel. Did when we were little. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for joining us tonight on Spooky Sisters. I'm Melody. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Maddie. And we are the, the Spooky, Spooky Sisters. Sisters.